Chapter 18 of The Tale of Paddy Muskrat by Arthur Scott Bailey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Scaring Peter Mink. Now I've caught you, somebody cried, and something sharp gripped one of Paddy Muskrat's legs. Paddy knew at once that Peter Mink had found him. He struggled to swim away, but Peter Mink held him fast. Been eating fried fish, have you? said Peter. I'll teach you to leave my fish alone. I haven't eaten a single fish, Paddy Muskrat said. Well, you've been frying em, said Peter Mink, and that always spoils em for me. I haven't fried a single fish, said Paddy. I've heard differently, Peter Mink jeered. You've been telling people that you had fish to fry. But I just meant that I was very busy, Paddy Muskrat told him. Well, you're going to be busy now, Peter Mink remarked as he gripped Paddy's leg still harder. And as for your excuse, I don't believe a word of it. I know you've some fish hidden somewhere, and a fire too. After I've finished with you, I'll look for them, for I have to swim up and down this pond all night. You can see how much Peter Mink knew about a fire. He actually thought that a fire could burn underwater. All this time, Paddy Muskrat was wondering where old Mr. Turtle could be. He had told Paddy that he was going to stay near him to help him in case Peter Mink should try to hurt Paddy. And now it was time for him to help, if he was going to, because Peter was hurting Paddy dreadfully. Pretty soon Peter Mink gave a groan. What's the matter, Paddy Muskrat asked him. It's my right hind foot, Peter said thickly. He found it rather hard to talk, because his teeth were fastened in Paddy's leg. And besides this, Peter was in great pain. Somebody must be biting your foot, Paddy Muskrat told him. Peter Mink tried to shake his head. It hurts too much for that, he said. Then Paddy Muskrat thought of a way to scare Peter. You don't suppose you've stepped in my fire, do you? he inquired. At those words, Peter Mink turned pale. I'm afraid I have, he said. I never felt anything just like this. My foot's beginning to grow numb, and I can't move it. You'd better let go of me and swim away, Paddy Muskrat advised him. If your other hind foot should get in the fire, I'm afraid you'd never be able to walk any more. When he heard that, Peter Mink turned still paler. He was frightened, and he loosened his hold on Paddy's leg. Paddy Muskrat hurried home to bind up his hurts. He didn't wait to see what happened to Peter Mink. He was only too glad to get away from him. But something happened to Peter Mink, something that surprised him. He had expected, as soon as he let go of Paddy, to swim to the bank and run away. But to his dismay, he felt himself dragged straight down to the bottom of the mill pond. At first, he noticed only what seemed to be a flat stone, which appeared to be hanging from his foot. But as he looked more closely, he saw that what he had taken for a flat stone was really old Mr. Turtle. Peter Mink was terribly frightened when he saw that. He knew that when Mr. Turtle took hold of the thing, he usually held fast to it for a long time. Peter bit Mr. Turtle's head, but all his biting only made Mr. Turtle's jaw shut tighter. Now Peter Mink soon began to feel that he would like to go to the top of the water to get a breath of air. But Mr. Turtle seemed perfectly comfortable down there at the bottom of the mill pond. All at once, Peter said to Mr. Turtle, Somebody took Mrs. Turtle's eggs. When he heard that, Mr. Turtle let go of Peter Mink's foot and hurried away. Peter Mink hurried away too, and he would have laughed if his foot hadn't pained him so much. For it was a whole year before that fatty coot dug Mrs. Turtle's eggs out of the sand near the creek. You see, Peter had tricked Mr. Turtle and Peter never went near the mill pond for a long time after that. 
As for Paddy Muskrat, he no longer talked about having fish to fry. When people asked him what he was going to do, he either told them or he didn't. And that was the end of it. End of chapter 18 End of the Tale of Paddy Muskrat by Arthur Scott Bailey